This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. I love randomly bumping into people and getting to know their stories, which is why we strive to look for randomness when we're looking for real stories. We strive to look for stories that will inspire all of us to keep us going, to keep fighting, to keep pushing ourselves to face another day and to be grateful for the experience that it is giving to us each day, whether it's good or bad, so that we can grow from it. And although it's easier said than done, the stories that we covered in earlier episode tell us that uh, we all are heroes and we all are capable of things beyond ourselves, beyond the boundaries we have set for our own selves. So today we have with us one such random story that is about something which we think could be very simple, like an anxiety. But what can that anxiety lead to? And at what point uh, do we need to go out there and take help is something that we really need to consider. Although we might just feel that mm, everything is normal and everything is going to get better on its own. But uh, our guest for today, Nikhil Raman Kuti, doesn't think so. He thinks that there's a point where you must have the courage to reach out for help. And there is a lot of help available out there. Nikhil Raman Kuti, he is from XLRI Jamshedpur, which is one of the most sought-out institutes. He has worked with Stan Chart, with Oracle. He currently is with HSBC and he's working uh, in data analytics. Uh, so he's very 9 to 5 kind of guy with whom we can so easily relate to you know, everyone out there starting out in life and not knowing where you perhaps are going to head. So his story can really encourage us to take that one step that we need to take uh, to reach out to someone for help for our own well-being. Also as a side note, I want to sort of add that we've been getting the data for the podcast and a lot of you have been listening to the podcast early mornings, 2am, 3am, 4am. And I just want to sort of say this, that if you are anxious in today's time, if there is an anxiety and you do not know about it, if you are feeling even certain levels of depression, reach out. Reach out for help and, uh, you know, there, uh, there, there are a lot of hands that are going to hold you. You're listening to the 52nd episode of our podcast, The SOS Show with me, Suchita. Hi, Nikhil. Welcome to our podcast, The SOS Show. And it is so lovely bumping into you randomly on the internet. And I'm going to dig now to exactly know who Nikhil is. So, so welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot, Suchita, for inviting me. So Nikhil, tell me, uh, whatever I little I know of you, uh, you have completed your MBA from XLRI Jamshedpur, which is one of the most sought out institute. And you have worked in Stanchart, in Oracle, and currently you are working in HSBC as a data analytics. Uh, so, uh, so tell me, Nikhil, in terms of, uh, you know, when you actually were starting out, uh, would you describe yourself as somebody who is like, like a normal nine to five kind of guy who wanted to sort of get a job, get married, you know, have kids, get settled, you know, as a lot of people want to do. Would you like to describe yourself um, in that space? Okay, sure. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm from uh, Kerala. I was born and brought up in uh, Trivandrum. 
Yeah. Um, I did uh, until my engineering I was there, and then I um, uh, straight away I got into XLRI, and then I did my MBA from there. Mm. Um, in terms of what I was looking for, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm I've always been the sort of person who has not looked too far ahead in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, so when I did my MBA, I found that finance was something that I was interested in. That's not something that I had kind of made up my mind about. Why, even while starting the course, right? So mm-hmm. only during the course that I discovered that, uh, you know, that is something that I had interest in. And uh, that's how I um, ended up uh, in banking. Mm-hmm. Um, but within banking, again, it took me a little while to find out, to find what um, interested me and mm-hmm. what suited my sort of personality and my skills. Mm-hmm. So it was after a year that I managed to find uh, this data analytics uh, profile uh, within banking, which uh, I I was interested in, and uh, uh, you know it's uh, it's kind of suited my skills, like I was saying. So, um, uh, in, and in terms of my personal life, uh, marriage, uh, and all that. So again, uh, I I didn't tend to look uh, too far ahead. I mm-hmm. was like you know take it as it comes. Uh, you know we'll see when it uh, mm-hmm. you know when, when the time is right or whatever. So uh, mm-hmm. it was that sort of approach. It, even now that is sort of the person that uh, mm-hmm. I am. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it is. So would you say that your life, at least for now, uh, you know, it panned out the way you would have wanted? Uh, again, uh, yeah. because I did not have some of those, uh, uh, you know, set plans or whatever, yes. it's, that's a mm-hmm. little difficult question to answer. Mm-hmm. Having said that, there are things that happen in my personal life, which I would never have imagined would have happened, but, mm. um, but that's okay. I mean, that you take it in your stride and move forward. Mm-hmm. So tell me, when did you realize that you had an anxiety disorder? Right. Um, so this happened uh, during the f- uh, first year of my uh, working life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was... Uh, that I, was how many years back? So that was 2005, second half okay. of 2005, mm-hmm. 15 years back. So mm-hmm. um, I had recently graduated from XLRI and I had joined Standard Chartered as a management trainee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was uh, so working in Mumbai at that time, right? So right. I was uh, staying alone and... Um, you know, it was a new city, a big city, which I was not used to. And yeah. uh, the the kind of work at, at the beginning of my, uh, that during that first year was also uh, not probably suited to my um, sort of personality, right? It, it, it involved quite a bit of people interaction and, uh, you know, um, which is not something that I'm great at, right? So, um, uh, and a lot of that, uh, and I, uh, so I have this, uh, I would say in, in terms of my personality, I do have this um, tendency to be somewhat self-critical and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. always questioning myself and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, so that uh, really sort of kicked into gear when I was uh, during that first year, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, I was a very new, uh, but the probably I I have that perspective now, which I did not have then. Is that yeah, everyone is new, right? When you're starting off, nobody expects you to like do great right away, right? It, it takes you a bit of time to uh, pick up things and and so on. But I was like constantly being self-critical 
about not doing well and uh, at work and also you know feeling homesick uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know and not having friends so while mm-hmm. uh, i am an introverted person i always always had friends uh, you know growing up and I've, i've been in touch with them and i've had uh, you know good interactions with them but then i'm not the sort of person who seeks out uh, you know contact right so when you're growing up in your hometown or even when you're uh, at a hostel it, it yeah. happens organically right but yes. if you're staying alone in a city and you're working you need to probably initiate conversations yourself to be able to uh, have that connect and that was not something that i was good at or you know habituated to so mm. all that contributed to um, uh, the anxious phase that i um, uh, you know started developing mm. so this was uh, uh, true uh, i mean this was towards the end of 2005 mm-hmm. um, so uh, so in terms of what i was feeling mm-hmm. um, i would say that uh, you know i started losing sleep quite a bit right i would feel um, constantly um, ang- uh, you know i i would find it very difficult to uh, you know go to sleep I, i would be constantly troubled by thoughts of what is going to come on the next day um, and even um, the next day morning on week, uh, uh, you know uh, i i would find it very difficult to you know sort of get up off the bed so it was anxiety kind of leading to a sort of a depressive phase right mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously i wasn't recognizing it as depression or an anxiety disorder at that mm-hmm. point of time but uh, those are the i mean i with the uh, benefit of hindsight i can say that right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um so you you said that you were in a new city mm. you were self critical about your own self right. about sort of not doing well you had some expectations you had kept a certain bar for yourself which you were not able to achieve at that point because you were just starting out also you did not have many friends or any friends you were introverted and a uh, lot of these things led to you not being able to sleep and you were anxious at what's going to come the next day so you were you were you right. were sort so of yeah lack of sleep is only one of those symptoms i just mentioned that as the first thing that came to mind right. but in general um, it was um, you know kind of a lethargy uh, lack of energy mm. uh, you know um, all those things were there um, so and so uh, lethargy and lack of energy in terms of the motivation to do work or to get up and see the next day yeah to get up and see the next day i would say mm-hmm. um, in terms of uh, work i i mean you have deadlines and you have that pressure so you have, you end up doing something right you while you may not be um, you know doing as per your uh, expectations or as per uh, you know ideally what you would perform but you would still kind of get along um, with doing the basic uh, things but um, Uh, right uh, but in terms of the uh, like uh, energy of doing even day to day things right mm. um, like i wouldn't feel like uh, on a weekend go, stepping out to you know uh, do something fun or something like that so all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah so so when you were feeling this um did you sort of talk to anyone any you know any friend of yours living somewhere else or anybody in your family did you try to reach out to someone and you know say that or you just kept everything inside yourself initially i kept it to myself um, mm-hmm. after a point, but i definitely did not um, share it with friends because this is, this is, that's another part um, of this mm-hmm. whole uh, thing right because what happens is you feel a sense of guilt and shame as well as part of yes. this whole thing Mm. so uh, i did not because like because we want to show that we are happy all the time and we are cool and you know everything is good right 
right right mm. so, exactly so mm. that uh, i did not feel like uh, sharing with the friends but uh, when it reached a point where i could not uh, you know uh, i was really feeling bad i i did talk to my uh, parents right so because, okay. um, because i felt that you know i had to talk to somebody Like, yeah. So initially, I, I was like, I shouldn't, uh, you know, make them also anxious and all that sort of thing. But then it reached a point where I had to share, right? Um, right. Uh, so uh, yeah. So then I started reaching out to them, and thankfully they are both um, doctors, so they Lovely. are, um, mm. yeah. So they are quite. Um, so i would say evolved in their thinking about mental health uh, and they had seen such people um, uh, you know while they are bo- they are not practicing clinical cl- doctors but um, but they are, but i mean they are uh, they have seen so many uh, you know uh, people around them um, or had seen so many people around them uh, have ex- you know experiencing this sort of thing and so they probably recognized it as such and they said uh, you know uh, this is probably the situation where you probably need to take uh, professional help so okay. yeah okay yeah. that's 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 amazing because your parents are educated and are doctors and you know understand these things and you can communicate to them you were able to discuss these things and he they themselves came forward and said that you need to take professional help because this is this is awesome because i just had a podcast in the last episode last last episode i think and where i asked the same questions uh, you know where i i wanted to know if you know if if someone is able to communicate with their parents and it was like no we cannot talk to our parents because we, they're not able to they will not be able to understand what we are going through so so i think this is an added sort of advantage for you because your parents are doctors so tell me in terms of you know in terms of your feeling nikhil you it was uh, there some kind of a panic attack was there something that was you, you know when they said take a professional help what were the exact symptoms right uh, so uh, i consider myself quite fortunate in that regard like you were saying that, that they yeah. were very supportive in terms of symptoms it was not uh, there was no attack i mean that, i wouldn't call it in those terms it was mm-hmm. more a sustained build up right so um, okay. you know initially it was just you know feeling um a bit of a like a bit of a misfit when i in the first few months at uh, in mumbai and at the new job mm. more like I, i was feeling like a bit of a misfit this uh, profile is not really suiting me the city is not i'm not really finding it to my liking or i'm feeling too lonely here mm. so at that time anxiety had kicked in probably but without me realizing it it was probably building up right so right. Uh, and then suddenly when uh, you know uh, it, it it started getting um, uh, you know uh, that anxiety uh, feelings of anxiety started uh, kicking in quite a bit and uh, so in terms of symptom because it was 15 years ago i mean i'm finding it a little difficult to recollect mm. exactly it's but mm. uh, one thing is for sure that uh, this lack of sleep is something i definitely remember and then having difficulty try, getting up in the morning is also something i uh, remember and also um, you know not feeling like talking to people right and that was a big factor even uh, mm. my closest friends right mm. uh, i i felt like uh, that and that is related to the feelings of guilt and shame that i was talking about so right. i 
I felt that uh, if I did talk to someone, then I would kind of betray sort of the state of mind that I was in while doing those conversations. And, you know, they would pick up on it and I did not want them to know. Right. That was mm, what I was They would then. pick up on it. Hmm. Very right. important point. Uh, so, you you know, times you don't even trust your friends because, you know, they can pick up on things and that can turn things right. around. So tell me, Nick, you, you so, so 2005, you, you, your parents advised you to take a professional help. Then how did it go? Did you start taking your medications? Right. So what sort uh, of medication? So this was late 2005, early 2006. Yeah. So um, uh, I did take uh, help and I did start medication. Now what happened was that I made a mistake there in the sense that um, I wasn't uh, totally trusting the process at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the sense that uh, what happens uh, in my experience, medicines take time to uh, give you uh, the effect, right? The, the required, uh, the desired effect, right? So um, for me, uh, after a few weeks of doing it, uh, uh, you know, having, uh, go, uh, taking medication, I was like, uh, things were, I mean, not really improving, but my anxiety had somehow, uh, I had almost become used to a certain level of anxiety and I, uh, I was almost resigned to it, right? And then mm-hmm. I, I decided, uh, I mean, I had um, sort of a weird thought process at that, that point of time. I decided this is not working, right? This medication is not, yeah, I decided to stop it by myself. You know, that was a big mistake, right? I mean, in the hindsight. Okay. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. did not. But having said that, that didn't cost me at that point of time. Because mm. somehow my, um, uh, like I said, I was sort of resigned to it. Uh, but uh, thankfully, um, you know, um, the uh, uh, I had uh, sp- at least spoken to my um, uh, managers at work chatted about uh, maybe a change in work profile because it was not really uh, working for me, etc. And uh, and they were quite supportive of that, and I managed to uh, get that move to data analytics, which uh, I was talking about, right? But mm-hmm. that is something that I had identified for myself that maybe this will work out better for me, right? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, yeah, so th- that's how I managed to uh, get that change. And the other thing that happened was. The analytics unit of Standard Charter was in Bangalore at the time. Most of it was. So mm-hmm. I got the opportunity to move to Bangalore as well uh, in, in, say, mid-2006, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then what happened was the circumstances changed. My job profile changed and I got the chance to move to a new city, which was um, a little less foreign to me than Mumbai, right? I mean, I, had, mm-hmm. I hadn't lived, lived in Bangalore either, but at least it was a bit, bit more like, uh, you know, the places that I knew uh, growing up and so on. So, um, so that change in both in work profile and in terms of the my environment uh, sort of helped and uh, i um, got over that anxious and depressive phase despite the fact that i stopped my medication now that was a mistake but still i mean at that point of time at least it didn't uh, end up uh, costing me mm-hmm. um, but yeah i did um, um, you know because of these change of change in circumstances i uh, um, I mean, it got quite a bit better and I, um, you know, um, my job profile changed. I started liking that sort of area of work quite a bit more. And I, uh, when I moved to Bangalore, uh, thankfully, again, I was staying with friends. I managed to move in with friends here. So, uh, so the entire circumstances changed and that helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. So then what happened after that? Did you have another, uh, Did you didn't take medication for a long time, but you were, you thought you were stable and you did not need medication. Is it that? Right. So now are you on medication? 
Yes, I am. So, uh, so mm. to briefly tell you about the history. So, um, while I did not, uh, while I did stop the medication, I did see the doctor later in 2006. And uh, she's uh, and after I moved to Bangalore and after my profile had changed and so on, and after I was feeling better, and she sort of agreed with me that uh, you know while she didn't agree with my decision to stop <laughs> the medication without uh, sort of informing her, but she was uh, you know have, having said that she was like now you seem to be okay and uh, you know um, you can uh, you. can carry on right that was a sort of um, um uh, you know uh, the recommendation that i got right um, mm-hmm. so it uh, so then i was all right for um, uh, for about 5 years after that right um, mm-hmm. i got 5 so years you didn't take any any medication no no um, so was that a right so, decision when you look at it now um i don't know if necessarily taking um, uh, whether uh, medication was required or not but um, mm-hmm. i definitely needed to monitor my um, um state uh, my state right or i needed to be in touch with uh, uh, professionals probably uh, even uh, at that point of time but you were functioning to... fine that time in terms yeah, yeah i was absolutely uh, at this point i was absolutely fine but uh, in personal life was going great going well yes mm-hmm. um, it's just that i probably uh, in in hindsight uh, the fact is that i did have those or do have those i should say not even did i do have those tendencies to develop uh, anxiety um, which you know sort of tends to lead to uh, a depressive sort of face uh, so i you have the tendencies so so you mean yeah, you have so the tendencies which are the triggers for your uh, your anxiety so would you like to say what are those tendencies right so uh, i mean i don't know if tendency is the right word but basically um, it's probably to, uh, partly to do with my personality as well so i'll quickly tell you the history so uh, this was in 2011 that it happened that i had uh, towards the end of 2011 that i had another uh, you know uh, episode um, mm-hmm. uh, this time uh, you know maybe even more severe than the first one uh, mm-hmm. so th- by the time uh, in 2000 uh, maybe around 2010 middle of 2000 i had moved back to bombay um mm-hmm. uh, again because of some um, you know although my i was still in analytics but uh, my um, the, there were some changes in the organization and i moved to bombay mm-hmm. uh, so i was uh, working there for about one and a half years uh, 2010 um, um, march uh, onwards till maybe so towards the end of 2011 i don't know october november or something like that i started uh, so there was some uh, I, i there were some triggers there uh, with respect to certain um, uh, you know uh, situations at work um, some uh, you know uh, things related to the kind of work that i was doing which uh, are not important, important right now but essentially uh, that led to um, you know again this time it was very quick right um, Uh, so it happened within a few weeks that i started developing anxiety again and it suddenly sort of escalated to a, a depressive phase fairly quickly at this point mm-hmm. right so um so um, and plus this time i was married um, uh, i was staying when i was staying in mumbai so mm-hmm. uh, that um, actually made things tougher in a way i mean in a way it, it helped because i um, you know had uh, my partner with me but but then what ended up happening was that um, um i was uh, kind of probably making things difficult for her also because um, i was going through that anxious phase mm-hmm. 
and she was kind of feeling that uh, pressure feeling that um, um, uh, sort of um, uh, what do you call it, that uh, whole uh, uh, negative sort of a situation so she was finding it difficult to handle that as well um, so that was my um, yeah second phase so this time again um, i um, um, saw a psychiatrist um, who was um, it was really good for me i mean um, it took me a while to get over that phase uh, but uh, it uh, but i but, but this time at least i committed to the process fully the psychiatrist did not believe in just medication he i mean of course i did get back on medication at that point but also he believed in um, uh, you know um, uh, the cbt uh, cognitive behavioral therapy as well mm-hmm. and was quite keen on me um, having a holistic approach to getting better right uh, mm-hmm. so uh, so that, that so it took me a while it took me about 6 months to probably get out of that phase uh, this time mm-hmm. but so but tell me nikhil you took you 6 months to get out of the phase but tell me in terms of you know anxiety is a term that we use it very uh, casually you know like for example right now people are saying we are in covid situation the job is not there the finances are going low the health is suffering and they are very anxious they don't get sleep so do you think as someone who is going through and has gone through the anxiety disorder as it's been classified um and the different categories of anxiety how, how would you sort of as someone who is going through the experience uh if you had to sort of consult someone say that okay this this is the point that you need to take a professional help so what do you think is that point how would you categorize that point right um so that's um not an easy call uh, but mm-hmm. having said that i would say it is uh, i mean why can't the person just do simple yoga and you know and just be fine would you advise that uh i wouldn't say because it it's mm-hmm. completely uh, because each individual has a different experience right so yes. it's something that the individual has to decide for himself or herself mm-hmm. um also i think basically if if it's interfering with your functioning right uh, mm-hmm. like like for example if you're finding it difficult to sleep if your uh, work is getting affected right uh, if you are um, uh, personal life is getting affected your people around you are uh, kind of sensing it right and they mm-hmm. are telling you that uh, you know you're not um, like yourself or whatever you uh, that sort of thing right so then right. you def- definitely know that this is more than just a uh, face or a, um, i mean we all feel sad we all feel anxious these are emotions but yes. beyond that if you uh, when it becomes a disorder or a uh, you know um, clinical thing uh, is when it uh, affects your functioning and it affects affects your daily life right mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so that is a point again now it is not impossible to deal with it yourself but i would say you know why would you even want to take that chance right that is my personal thing that uh, i mean if you have the resources or if you have the access and now i know that uh, not everyone in india has good access to uh, you know mental health uh, help and professionals uh, so that's a different conversation but mm-hmm. uh, if you do have that uh, you know access and if you do have the resources then uh, i would say uh, you know because you don't get uh, there's no uh, you know special thing for you know getting over it by yourself right i mean mm-hmm. um, because the professionals have uh, they are trained to help you right um, and they also uh, what happens is if you uh, when you're going through an anxious or a depressive phase 
uh, what can easily happen is that the people around you can end up taking the brunt of it right feeling the brunt of it right mm-hmm. uh, without even you realizing it right mm. um, it's only natural that you kind of reach out to your loved ones a little bit uh, the ones that you trust the most because what at least in my case what ha- what happens is i kind of withdraw totally into myself right i mean mm. i don't uh, feel like like i said i don't feel like interacting with anyone i feel that sense of shame uh, and guilt um, mm. i don't uh, you know feel like talking to even my closest friends mm-hmm. uh, so then what happens is it all becomes concentrated on your family unit right so if there's somebody living with you they end up feeling a lot of pressure right and so mm-hmm. and that's not good for that relationship which is what ended up happening with me and my wife but uh, so that that can lead to all sort of other problems as well so mm-hmm. what what can happen with if you have take professional help is that uh, because these uh, these people uh, i mean both psychiatrists and uh, psychologists or counselors they are trained to deal with it uh, they what they will tell you is you uh, you know try to direct your questions and your um, anxieties and your um, you know co- confidences to me right so because mm-hmm. i am equipped to help you i will give you some techniques i'll give you medication i'll give you certain uh, you know uh, um, strategies to try and deal with these things and mm-hmm. uh, you and you know we, uh, through the course of our interaction you can uh, deal with this uh, problem right and mm-hmm. uh, so you are taking the other party um, out uh, out of the whole thing at least in terms of uh, uh, the management of the uh, problem right Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they need to be aware of what is happening etc but at least uh, that can help a lot so of I course think. you must have told your partner and i believe if i'm not wrong you had mentioned this that you now are separated with your partner but yes, did I'm you i'm legally divorced yes you you are divorced now uh, but but do you blame the situation for it the the anxiety situation for it did you I tell blame. her about it i mean yes, should yes, a person I mean, tell no i mean it was obvious right i mean I, right. The, even we, without me telling it she would have known right because uh, it, i right. was exhibiting all those symptoms i was uh, you know um, leaning on her for help uh, for reassurance and all which was making right. it uh, quite a bit uh, tough for her so uh, blame is the wrong word i would say mm-hmm. yes the 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 um, uh, sit, uh, this anxiety problem is the one that uh, is the problem that led to the eventual separation and divorce that's for sure but mm-hmm. i don't know blame is the right word it's just one of those things that happens right i mean you don't have mm. control over it so it's like anything can happen in a relationship external circumstances can affect relationship right it happens yes that's why i look course. at it yeah yeah so i'm still sort of you know trying to dig a bit here just for our audience who are listening and you know some of them uh, you know the way the analytics tell me in terms of when we get the data that you know there is a lot of um, a uh, lot of anxiety right now and uh, in different parts of world and india you know a uh, lot of towns and cities people will listen to the podcast and i think when they listen to it at 3 and 4 am in the morning you feel that there's something definitely not right and i feel that lot of the listeners are very anxious right now so mm. because of of course the situation the covid situation that we are into uh, currently So just for them uh Nikhil if I just dig a bit more Okay. Uh you know it it said that if you do mindfulness and you control your thoughts you control your emotions and you can get over things and uh, you know that should be just fine or you can just call up a friend and you know talk about the situation um 
and it's going to be fine but you have specifically mentioned uh like yeah like again i'm sort of going back to the same question because i'm trying to understand this myself that at what point do you decide that okay i cannot handle a yoga what would that that symptom be would, would that be like your mind is totally out of your control uh and you just want to sort of would that be an anger situation uh would that be an helplessness situation uh where you don't know who to sort of talk or would you be sort of losing your like would you be crying uh you know what would be your emotion and what would be your thought at that point so in my case it was um i could definitely um feel that uh, the anxiety sort of getting the better of me for for the lack of a better phrase right i mean i could feel that i like i was not able to function uh, properly in the sense that um, like i said going through your daily tasks uh, you feel that itself is a heavy chore right i mean uh, you know mm. just getting through the day is like a big mm. uh, task right yeah. uh, that's that's one of the feelings that uh, that would you uh, classify I, that, that I as depression get. going through yeah, the show yes yes uh, so it so for me anxiety and depression are almost uh, inseparable right it starts with anxiety and quickly is that depression is for that me. are you saying anxiety and depression are inseparable for you no well, that is only for me yeah of course yeah i mean right. these are two separate things but mm-hmm. for me mostly uh, I, uh, these two things have uh, kind of happened together right yes. so are you are you saying that of course you were anxious and you were restless uh you know you were going through varied emotions at times maybe losing your cool or temp temp you know uh, temperament not so much i wasn't losing my temper so much I, like i said i was withdrawing completely into myself i was not mm-hmm. uh, talking to almost no one apart from my partner at that time and but include, uh, including this you were not able to function you were not wanting to get out and right I, i mean i did go through the day you know kind of force myself to do it but force. then mm. yeah it, it wasn't getting better right doing it uh, that wasn't helping things and uh, so um, you, you mentioned feelings of helplessness yes i did feel that yeah. I, i i mean i, f- I felt that uh, you know uh, what is going to happen uh, am i losing control of my life uh, what uh, i mean um, so and again um, uh, you know you feel how are things going to end up if i uh, end up losing my job because mm. of this or if my uh, and and it is not even that i'm single right if you're married you feel that pressure a little bit more right i mean um, so yeah so all those uh, factors um, played a part how are you feeling now what is your life right now um so i'm how, all right did now. you sort of after your divorce did you get further more into depression or did you feel light and better after that so my uh, divorce uh, became uh, legal, official in 2013 mm. uh, middle of 2013 uh, so at that time um, i mean the, there was no pr- problem because of that it's, itself because like i said um, uh, it took me about 6 months to get out of that fa- phase and uh, a few months after that is when we decided to separate right it was a mutual right. decision and all that right. so right. by that time i was feeling quite a bit better and i was um, uh, you know i was okay with it i i was feeling that uh, uh, you know if she wanted to uh, separate and i didn't want to kind of uh, uh, force uh, or uh, you know try to uh, get her to uh, work things out or whatever i mean i we did give it a shot for a little while but then uh, she felt that she couldn't go on 
and uh, we decided to separate but uh, that uh, itself did not affect me no so because that uh, was i had accepted the fact that that relationship had sort of uh, run its course and uh, yeah so that so that's uh, that very important as well for someone to understand it's okay to let go of relationships and right. you know, move ahead true true yes so so then after that what happened did you sort of come back into course and uh, you know and then at what point did you sort of decide that you know you were uh, wanting to get back into medication how did you sort of tackle your life till now Uh, so at that time i did get, start medication at that point of time uh, like i said i was seeing a psychiatrist um, yeah. so he was helping me out and uh, that went on for 3 years um, maybe 3 4 years maybe right, right? so it's, it's a phase right they so i would say it's very important to uh, find somebody that you trust uh, professionally yeah. and then, then trust that process completely right and then right. once you find of course you, you might not be comfortable with the very first person that you meet me for whatever reason but right. you like uh, you know give it a try and find somebody whom you totally are uh, you know whom you are comfortable with and you you have to trust that process and uh, uh, you know kind of uh, trust what they are telling you right so the right. Uh, so what happens with the medication is uh, you start off with a certain uh, dosage and there you might uh, that might get adjusted depending on how you are responding to it and then later uh, it might you uh, what happens is once you start feeling better they uh, kind of taper it off and f- yes. slowly they take it off completely right yes, uh, yes. so that's what happened with me around 3 um, uh, years 3 years after that uh, this particular uh, yes. thing yeah. and uh, so that, so that's what happened but uh, what happened was that i ended up having one more uh, uh, sort of a difficult phase after this a few like 2 3 years back um, right so right. Th- then i had to get back on medication again right uh, Uh, so uh, so and i'm still continuing on that so now again i am in the sort of reducing stage so to speak um, right but i'm still on it um, right i'm seeing both a psychiatrist and a psychologist a counselor okay um, and uh, again i am uh, what i try to do is uh, trust them uh, completely right, right. I, i have a good equation with both of them i feel that they understand me and my uh, problem quite well right um, and uh, so that's what i do i uh, sort of trust them and uh, you know follow their advice to the max- maximum that i can right so so you are continuing to see your psychiatrist you are continuing to see your psychologist and you are happy uh, with the way you are functioning and, uh, and 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 you feel good now yes i do yes right so uh, have you spoken about this to your employers uh, about it and uh, you know your other friends is is it okay or was it okay to do that so what happened was that uh, both the times when i had this um, uh, accepting the first one uh, both in 2011 and 2 uh, 3 years back Uh, when i had uh, the difficulty i uh, did uh, uh, inform my uh, uh, managers or respective managers and um, uh, because i had to take a bit of a break to deal with things right uh, not long but like a couple of weeks uh, that sort of thing right so to in order to do that i i felt that it's, it doesn't make sense to uh, you know kind of uh, come up with uh, something else uh, say that i'm dealing with some physical element or something it, i I, yeah. i didn't Uh, because uh, again thankfully because of my parents and my family i did uh, i was um, now uh, i was quite okay with uh, saying that i had a you know 
mental uh, condition which required uh, treatment right so um, and uh, and again it is to the credit of both the uh, organizations that i uh, worked with uh, both chartered and hsbc that uh, the uh, the people that i spoke to were very understanding of the situation and they were willing to give me the time to uh, you know uh, get myself right and uh, they were willing to offer whatever support they could uh, give uh, so uh, again i consider myself fortunate in that respect so tell me nikhil in terms of uh, you know uh, now you're back on medication and you're feeling superb in terms of your uh, you know symptoms would you categorize was it more of an anxiety or would you say depression took a larger chunk of it i would say depression took a larger chunk of it mm-hmm. the origin was anxiety so and right. but then the uh, the thing that was giving me trouble was a uh, developing into depression probably mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, i mean obviously i'm not a professional so i don't know the boundaries between these two all that well right. but uh, uh, but for, if you ask me as a lay person as a, somebody who's experienced it i would say uh, anxiety is what uh, starts things off and it sort of uh, develops into a depressive phase where all this lack of energy lack of sleep uh, uh, negative thoughts um, all those things sort of uh, make the, uh, your your quality of life goes down immensely right i mean quality of life goes down yeah mm-hmm. you you just not able to enjoy things that you used to enjoy mm-hmm. um, right um, uh, because i like reading quite a bit what happens is that uh reading is something that requires your active involvement right um yes. so if you if you're going through a depressive phase and that becomes a very uh, difficult um, thing to do so even the things that used to give you pleasure or uh, used to distract you you're not able to fully engage in those activities right mm-hmm. i mean to some extent what helped was i i like watching lots of sports and you know following all that so that helped because that, that's a little easier right? you just switch on the tv and you know you get distracted so that helped but uh, the the reading part i was not able to uh, uh, kind of um, make use of that to distract myself and uh, yeah because of because that's something that involves uh, you know your active uh, this thing and uh, that uh, that was difficult to do during those phases mm-hmm. so Tell me, Nikhil, about this in terms of if you were aware about your situation, like an anxiety leading to depression, uh, or you know, triggering depression. If you were aware, you were taught about it in school, or you know, during the earlier phase of your life, um, or if you're uh, sort of, if I may, if I may say, if your partner was also taught about it, do you think things would have been different? possibly um mm-hmm. it's tough to say because that's a hypothetical right yeah. um because uh, the thing is um, even being aware of it does not um, reduce the um, intensity of the experience uh, right mm-hmm. i mean so when uh, even the but second it, and the but third it keeps time, you more prepared to handle it does, it, it does mm-hmm. it, to some extent but having said that uh, mm-hmm. even the second and third times i already knew this, this had happened right especially the third time i was you know aware that this had happened two times and i had gotten over it still my uh, feeling when uh, at the peak of that anxious period or the depressive phase was that no this time uh, you know it's different and i'm uh, you know going down a spiral and it's all 
you know going bad right so that that is the feeling that you get the so i mean um, you, despite the fact that i had gone through the process despite the fact that uh, i had taken help and gotten better to twice right um, uh, somehow uh, the third time i was still not uh, optimistic at least to start with now uh, the moment i uh, or very soon after i started seeing the professionals uh, that time i started feeling better slowly and that part worked out but uh, even being aware can uh, i don't uh, i mean to some extent it certainly helps i'm not uh, downplaying that mm. aspect at all mm. but uh, there are limits to it because uh, the, because I, my personal experience is that uh, there is a lot of uh, there is an aspect of brain chemistry to the whole thing right which um, i mean we, we are not aware of right i mean uh, even i don't know if even um, uh, your professionals are fully aware about it but right. um, uh, Uh, we don't understand uh, our own brains uh, completely right i mean right. Uh, that's that's an area of uh, study that still requires mm. more uh, investigation and all right yeah so being aware helps i will definitely say that mm. but there are also limits to how much it can help yeah right limits term okay tell me uh, nikhil do you do any other things besides like you know did you do you use uh, you know mindfulness as a supplement to your medication do you do your yogas or your you know other any practices actually no um, so mm. somehow this is something that i've had a mental block with for whatever reason okay. Medica- meditation has not worked for me at all um, it's not worked uh, for you mm. yeah so it, uh, that's only a personal thing i have heard absolutely, a lot absolutely absolutely yeah. i th- i know a lot of people for their for whom this does not work right right yeah, yeah. right so I've, again like i have uh, heard from a lot of people for whom it does work also yes. but uh, in my personal uh, thing it didn't it didn't work and then i sort of uh, um, I, i mean i never explored that properly maybe i didn't give it a proper chance I, either that's also a possibility but for some reason i didn't feel like doing it right so and if you're not open to it and that it uh, you need your mind to be open to doing something only then does it really help you right so uh, so that's how that work but i uh, what does help is uh, physical exercise does help i mean um, right. anything like uh, jogging or walking um all that all that sort of thing helps yes physical exercise definitely helps but okay. having said that uh, mm-hmm. if you are going through a if you are in the middle of a phase then it's difficult to mo- motivate yourself because you are feeling so low on energy etc yeah. so yeah. But, so you, this is probably to, to, uh, you know in my experience something you need to maintain when you are doing uh, relatively better so that mm-hmm. you know, it's more of a prevent, preventive not prevent but at least you know sort of um, uh, something that you do to take care of yourself while you are feeling good so that it, your chances of developing something like this goes a little lower that's right, right. so nikhil tell me because you're coming from analytics i'm not too sure but let me ask you this question are you a, a spiritual kind of person do you sort of reach out to something bigger every day like a god or temple or anything <laughs> <laughs> no not at all I, i mean to be honest i would classify myself as an as an atheist uh, right. so th- maybe that's something that uh, has made it harder for me to mm-hmm. uh, get out of some of these phases because mm-hmm. I, i what i've heard is that people who have belief in higher powers they probably feel that uh, you know uh, because i'm a good person <laughs> things will work out for me etc and mm-hmm. i'll eventually get out of this i, I honestly i never uh, those are uh, not uh, crutches that i ever felt like hanging on to because uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's 
I mean, I, I, I it's something that um, I don't know. It's it's to do with my upbringing and even my education and my reading and all that. But I've never had that belief, and I've never felt uh, like uh, exploring something like that, even when um, I was going through like the worst phases. Yeah. Right, right. So, so, so basically, you know, uh, it, you know, I've, I've heard this and uh, that it can actually tremendously benefit people who are, mm-hmm. who are actually believing in a higher power to get out of, you know, these situations because they like totally, you know, totally the belief and the faith is so strong that everything sort of passes by. It can almost act like a placebo, you know, for you to right. uh, get out of things. So. Yeah, I mean, um, it's something that sort of is getting explored and it needs to be explored. So, yeah, so, so, so great. I mean, um, I believe you're going to meet your parents now. You're going to be taking a road journey. So, yes. so, so thank you so much, Nikhil, um, Nikhil, for your time. But just, just tell me one more thing. If somebody is feeling these symptoms, do you think that they should immediately seek help? Okay, I think what you need to do is probably evaluate yourself. I mean, mm. I know that's not easy to do when you're feeling anxious, etc. Mm. But uh, one thing is that, uh, I, I mean, I, I, you know about the sort of the short piece that I've written, right? So yeah. I tried to kind of uh, articulate uh, some of the things that uh, I've learned about uh, dealing with uh, the anxiety and depression. Right. And one of the things uh, that is quite important is uh, I feel that you should be kind to yourself in a way, right? I mean, mm. what I mean by that is uh, when we are feeling low, what, uh, what uh, often happens when you're anxious or low, what happens is that sometimes, uh, you know, we tend to feel a lot of uh, guilt, right? In the sense that um, these are not um, one, one um, common um, sort of refrain is that these are, uh, you know, small problems compared to, you know, the real problems that other people are facing, etc. I mean, that sort of line yeah. of thinking doesn't help at all, right? I mean, uh, that's that might be true, but your problem is your problem, right? I mean, you need to you need to take uh, seek, uh, seek help if required and, uh, uh, you know, get over it, right? So uh, in terms of assessing whether you need help or not, like I said, if it is something that is affecting your um, quality of life, affecting your uh, functioning, uh, I would say definitely. And if you have the resources, right, if you have uh, have, the, have the access, definitely I, I would recommend uh, seeking help. Uh, you can try to deal with it yourself as well. Uh, but then the problem is that you, you are not a professional, right? I mean, you, the, so um, there is a, mm. there is a lot of, um, uh, science behind uh, all this, right? Now, nothing is perfect. No, nobody knows everything uh, behind what is happening hundred uh, percent. But at least uh, there are people who are much more knowledgeable about these things than yourself. And um, if it is something that is uh, seriously affecting your uh, quality of life, if it's affecting your functioning, uh, then why not? Uh, you know, kind of uh, try and take the help of people who are more. Uh, knowledgeable and more equipped to um, help you right so that's right right so it's always better to go and seek help i wouldn't say necessarily that you always need to seek help but uh, like i said if it crosses a certain threshold then i I would say it it does make sense to do that Mm. so better to seek help so that's it so thank you so much nikhil thank you nikhil for your time and for sharing your story with us thank you so much thank you thanks for the opportunity 
So this COVID situation has left a lot of us anxious, a lot of us stressed. And I was just looking to some figures that came to me in the morning that so many people have gone jobless overnight. Uh, but we are in this together. You know, we are going to come out of this better, stronger, more resilient. So do not be ashamed to reach out, to talk, to get help. And uh, as Nikhil mentioned, you know, you need to just push yourself to do it. At times you do not know the the distinction between anxiety that we so casually use every day and the word of depression that we so casually use, uh, you know, every day that you are depressed and you're anxious and everything's going to be fine. But sometimes, sometimes just reaching out for help can get things better on track for you as, as a person than just sitting on it and just, you know, just, just worrying about things. And also, and also I feel that like I constantly tell this to myself that, and I don't just tell, I feel it and I know it that there is a bigger force out there, you know, holding us together, you know, keeping all of this together. Uh, so if we actually get into the meta of things, we'll say, we'll realize that why, you know, how are things being held together in the universe? There's definitely something more, there's a bigger force out there. So do not worry. And at times, just let go of things and see how they pan out on their own. And they are surely going to pan out in the best possible way. So thanks for listening, folks. I hope this helps someone out there. And um, that's it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm your host, Suchita, and I hope for a better and a more compassionate world. 